Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Order in the court. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Tori B. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. How was your weekend? I had a good weekend, man. We had a weekend full of new music, so that made me really happy. I was really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. We got we got some um we got Bad Bunny. Benito. You know, which I which I visited. You know, I I still don't understand what the fuck he's saying. I listen for the vibes. Yeah. But it vibes. was good. It was good. Um I wish it was a little shorter, but it's good. Um who else? Westside Gun drop. We got Westside Gun. It's supposed to be his last album. Yeah, but then with that announcement, he said, like, oh, this is my last album, but I'm going to keep making music, and I'm going to put out EPs, and I'm going to... And I was like, all right. So it's not your last... <laughs> like, it's yeah. not your last album. I think he just likes a lot of attention. He does. And when he doesn't get it, he sends tweets. Yeah. Um. Did you listen to the album? Of course I did. I listened to West Side Gun's um, album. I gave it two spins, but... um. My man Offset had had my whole weekend tied up. Okay. So I listened to Offset. I listened to West Side. West Side's album didn't really do it for me. Um, really? Yeah. I don't know if it was the mixing, if it was like um, some of the collabs. That Ty Dolla Sign record is so cringe. So fucking cringe. It's like a, it's a love song, but like. Puts him in his bag that I just don't care to hear him in. Kind and then, um, kind of nitpicking dogs. Am I? Yeah. How? This was a really good project from Westside Gun. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not a good project. Not that good of a project. It was it's a definitely good not project. better than Pray for Paris. You got to think about it. He had production production from Take Keith, Mr. Green, Conductor, mm-hmm. Miguel the Plug, the mm-hmm. RZA, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I know who's on it, which makes it even more disappointing that I didn't like it. But I digress. Um, uh, let's talk about else? Offset. I want to talk about Offset. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to okay. talk about Offset. Well, I know you like this album, so yeah. I'll let you start. Oh, wow. I'll let you start. Damn. I think that Offset is going to be a major solo artist. I think is I think he's only going to get better. I think that... Um, if he goes on a tour, like his tour is going to be like really, really dope and like detailed. Um, and I think he's really showing that like he is a, a solo artist and that like, you know, the Migos won't define his career. Quavo, I think Quavo is going to be the cool guy. Mm-hmm. I know everything's not about um, comparison and everything like that, but um, I'm, I'm drinking the, I'm drinking the, the offset juice. Pause. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you paused that. Um, but okay, so I didn't I wasn't saying that I didn't like the offset album. It sounded like it. It left more to be desired for me. It left which is a lot to say for an album that's twenty one songs. Bro, from Father of Four till this project, the rollout was great, the visuals are amazing. The mm-hmm. 
Um, everything that he did as far as like dressing like Michael Jackson every day for a year straight, that mm-hmm. was fire. Um, shoot, Say My Grace is a really good song. And they just dropped a video for that, right? It's good, yeah. And um, and the joint that he dropped with uh, and worth it with the Buster sample, yeah, it's fire. It's good. Big Dog is fire. Finest can be with Lotto is dope. I also like Dope Boy. Yeah. So I don't know joints on here, but I just I don't know. I just did, and I and I gave this two seconds. Um, I don't know. So far, maybe I'll revisit it and I'll change my mind because that does happen. I think it is a step up from Father of Boy, though. It's a huge step up from yeah. Father of Four. Like, I think on Father of Four, he was trying to, like, find his footing. Mm-hmm. And now we have him on this project um, set it off. And I think, like, he's he's coming to his own. And it's, like, um, obviously, unfortunately, like, they lost takeoff last year, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, him taking this year, like, taking the time to be meticulous and, like... To go in his, and change some Yeah, things. to go in and change some things, fine-tune some shit. Maybe get some sample clearances, whatever he had to do. I think it worked, and I actually, I'm, I'm, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm here for the the offset push. I think as a as a solo star, he's going to be big. I think he's going to be like, I don't think Justin Timberlake big though. I think um, um, like Jordan Knight, New Kids on the Block, big. What was well, there anybody? What anybody else? Anybody else that you would? Compare him to? Do you know Jordan how Knight big of a the, deal Jordan Knight was? I know, but like, I guess I was thinking more like black. Do you see like a of a, of a, per, of a person that went solo from a group that blew up? Yeah, I guess I guess since you want to black it up, I'm just talking about people, Rez. I'm not here segregating everything like that. Like, you know, we're all people out here, and you over here talking about black and white. I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to talk about a group that broke up, nice. I just think that at most that's and all, typically. I just think that typically in, in most groups, like, you know, we go all the way back to like Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And, okay. And, See, you know, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. But I don't think that he's going to, you think he's going to be like Teddy Pettigrass big? I feel like that's a solid comparison. That's a solid comparison? I think you that's like a that. solid comparison. I like that. I like that more than Jordan Knight. All right, cool. I mean, if that if that's what suits you, do you think like okay, well that like you know I'm saying like you know like when Buster left leaders of the new school, you know okay, okay. Since you like wanna, that you know since that satisfies since that serves you better, yeah. Um, but okay, so I do want to see what Takeoff does. You know, um, you know his wife is Cardi B. Offset. I said Takeoff. Yeah. SMP's Takeoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to see what Offset does, and um, this album. The rollout was great. I watched his uh his GQ ten things you can't live without. I've been I've been in tune with all with the whole rollout. I, all right, I just I, have. I just your initial you know you didn't come off like you liked it. You just said you're gonna let me just you know. Yeah, I wanted you to lead that because because you've been talking about it all weekend. You know, <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have. So I so I'm I'm gonna let you talk about what I know that you want to talk about. Okay, your man's dropped a single this weekend. Oh yeah, Larry June. Larry June dropped a single. Yeah, yeah, with Cardo. Mm-hmm. It's kind. Of, I, they won't give us a date. But how'd you feel about it? It was good. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. You know, I'm an OJ. That's a. That's a. That was a layup. You know, that yeah. was a layup. That was that easy was, for them. You yeah, got some cow, You got some cowbell. You got a bass knob. That's all you need. He talking about orange juice, eating healthy, riding his bike, fixing his um, fixing his tire on his bike. Yeah. Regular Larry June shit. You know. 
Also, I've been listening. Have you been listening to Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist? Oh yes, I have. How you pronounce that? Um, the name of the album. Yeah, you got me. Vior, Vior, dear. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you got me. But um, I, I enjoy the fuck out of it. Yeah, it's about twenty-seven minutes, short and sweet. I listened to it after I listened to the Drake album, and it was like a more digestible listen in my opinion because it's not such a long project. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point. Some tracks are even two minutes long. I like shit like that, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I believe this is the project that Alchemist said that him and Earl secretly put on YouTube with like yeah, under a different ago. name and nobody could find it. Mm-hmm. Years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's... I, wish he, I wish he would reveal where it is or what he named it. Yeah. I would like that too. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think that... Come on, man. Don't be calling us like idiots. Yeah. Not figuring that out. Like, come on. Just spill it. Spill it. Tell us. They won't get it. And obviously, uh, you know, Drake dropped. Mm -hmm. And he's projected to uh, sell 400,000 copies. Yes. I think the official word is that he sold 402,000. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Not surprised for the boy. um, We're going to get more in depth about the Drake album on another episode, but did you like it? I liked a good amount of it. I think um, with Drake albums lately, Drake projects, whatever you want to call them, um, what happens is I'll listen and I'm like, ah, whatever, whatever. And then I'll go back and I'll look at it and look at the tracks and be like, well, I do like this song. Oh, I like this song. Damn, this song's good too. So like, that's just what's been happening with his, with his uh stuff lately, where like I listen in a moment and I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. Then I go back and I realize four or five of these ended up on my playlist somewhere. I'll I'll just say this: this was the weakest opener that he's had on a, on a project, not even an album, on a project. And that's my like that that already gives me a hard time enjoying this album mm. because every Drake project that I've heard since I've been a, become a fan of Drake. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am a fan. Um, I am a sad boy. Um, but uh, it just, the opener just, you know, Virginia Beach, it just didn't do anything for me. And I was just confused. Like, okay, this was definitely Yachty and Kevin Durant's fault. But let's just, you know, let's just, let's just I move think, on. I think from, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what his affiliation with, with Yachty is. This whole force bestie thing that they doing. I mean, I get it. Like, since Yadi's come out, he's been called like the the king of the teens, and he you know he's no longer a teenager. Yeah, um, he's kind of like well, now that kind of makes it a, a creepy name. It's no longer a teenager. Well, I don't think they call him that anymore. But when he initially came out, that's what he was called, king of the teens. And I think now uh, a lot of people look at Yadi as being ahead of the curve mm-hmm. when it comes to taste and sound, like or like just people or like him just knowing. Who's cool or whatever like that. Like it's 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 kind of like, all right, don't kill me, because I'm not, I'm not saying that it's accurate, but the way that he's being looked at is the way that Yams was looked at years ago. Well, if Yams gave you the stamp, you were cool. I'm just saying, like that's what that's how Yachty's being treated. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, pretty much everybody kind of like, yo, Yachty, come listen to my project. Yo, Yachty, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like, what Yams was A&R and a lot of shit, and Yams was getting a lot of people help, and he had like an air, mm-hmm. and a lot of people want Yachty in their sessions. 
which is which is I mean, well, it's a generational thing. Yeah, like he he tapped in because, um, because yeah, Yadi's tapped in. But then you can look at it from the perspective of being on both sides. Like we've experienced both sides, and one side is lacking lagging a lot more than the other side because we've seen what the quality that Yams has been attached to, you know. And I don't think Yadi's been attached to the same type of quality over the years. He doesn't have a resume that even that speaks to what that that speaks to what Yams has done. Mm. It still remains to be seen. I don't wait, think, wait, I, think wait. Still, I mean uh... it's still too early. Cause it's like it's a it's a tastemaker type thing, right? So okay. All right, now I have to give pushback. What amazing project did did Yams have his fingertips on? Well, I think, you know, you got cozy tapes. You got the whole first era of Rocky. That's enough right there. Ferg's first album wasn't that good. What? Oh, Rocky's first album? Ferg. Oh, Ferg's first album. Ferg's first album wasn't that good. Rocky's first album was okay. Allow the last project that Yams worked with with Rocky, I really enjoyed. The Cozy Tapes was cool. Like I think Yams had a good eye to discover talent. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like you know, I think like you know he picked like a couple singles here and there, but I don't think like Yams. And I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, somebody could correct me. But to my knowledge, and even if Ferg's first album wasn't that good, you had Shabba Ranks on there, and you had yeah, those are some good songs. So what I'm saying is, is that like that, like what I'm just saying is, is like Yachty is on the same on the same path. Yeah, well, you just don't want to give him that because everybody say that he's on um, Mace's son. Just hating <laughs> on Lil Yachty. You actually the one that say that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. The artist that we're gonna get into today, um, pause. The artist that whose album we're visiting today is uh, is IDK. He's a he's an artist that I feel is super slept on, that continues to like up the ante on his work and um, put out consistent projects and conceptual projects. Um, this album that he came out with is his fourth. But technically, it's um, he says it's his, he says it's his tenth. It's tenth. Yeah, he says it's his tenth because he's put out other projects since, um, or before this rather, and it came out earlier this year. I don't know what it is with IDK, but like his story is so compelling to me. He's been through a lot, you know, professionally and personally, and he shares that in his music. But I don't. I think if he shared it even more, like it'll make him more compelling to the public. And I think that's not what he wants to do. He kind of just wants the music to speak for itself. And I, and I don't blame him for that. But he comes out with really solid projects, solid visuals, and he's creative as hell. And you can tell that he's um, inspired by Kanye and, and Kendrick and those are his era. Like he's in his early 30s. Um, and I think it speaks to that. What did you, what did you think of this project? Well, Have you heard this project before? No, I didn't. First off, I thought JIDK and IDK were two different people. Mm. Yeah, he started out being called JIDK. So I went red, like, so, all right, I got to take this back. Last year, I went to um, Oregon to visit our friend Rob. Everybody, you guys know Rob. And um, he works for Nike, and they have something called the Nike Ball. I, IDK was their special guest performing, but because they kept saying IDK, 
And like, I never paid attention to see what this kid looks like. I didn't know that he was J-I-D-K, right? So I was like, yo, this guy is like a new artist. Like, what's up with him? Like, you know, like, you know, asking the questions. And everybody's like, oh, he's been out for that long. And I'm just like, I've never heard of him. And then like, they're like telling me, they're like, yo, he's from DMV. I'm like, where? I wonder how that works. Like, there's another kid from from the DMV and his name is J-I-D-K. And they were like, that's him. And I was like, oh, he just dropped the J? I was like, why he dropped the J? You know, <laughs> like the J works. Mm-hmm. But then, like, um, I actually got to, like, meet him um, with, with Rob, and he was, like, really cool and everything like that. But fast forward to now, Rez said that he wanted to do this project, so I listened to it, and um, he's grown a lot since I first was introduced to him. When I first heard him, I, I heard uh, Subtrap mm-hmm. and Empty Bank, and I was very bad. Mm-hmm. So and he was still going under JIDK at that time. Yeah. So that's why like I, I I was familiar with him, but I just didn't know that he dropped the J. Right. But um I listened to this project and I was very like impressed because like he he's like grown by like leaps and bounds, like even with the sound. Obviously now, you know, those projects he put out were on indies. Mm-hmm. Now he's on a major. So now he has a lot more money. So, you know, the production can be, you know, more like spread out um when i listened to this project i was like all right this is this sounds like it could be the soundtrack to like a spike lee joint and um yeah, that jazz influence. yeah the jazz influence and everything like that and i was like wow like this is this is really cool um and yeah like i just i just listened to it and like i just i guess like i didn't have like a I didn't have like a solid like stance on it. And like you guys will see what I what I mean when we come to the verdict at the end. But like I just like listened to the project. And then uh even like one night when I went to bed, I listened to it on like while laying down. Cause sometimes I do that. And it's just like a very like it's a very smooth, easy listen. It's not hard to like listen to or anything like that. And um apparently this is supposed to be like a conceptual album because it's about the human race, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. You get it? Humans racing, okay. then the whole theme with the with okay. the um, F F one fifty Formula Formula one fifty racing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really smooth concept. Um, you know, I think with that concept and with concept albums, when people introduce their albums as concept albums, at least for me, I think sometimes it can kind of make you focus, be so narrow minded, and just focus on what they're trying to tell you instead of just like letting in other opportunities for different stories. So like when you get the idea that it's a concept album off the rip, you know, it can kind of be a detriment to like how you listen to it, in my opinion. Um, So like, I like that before the album came out, he shared that it was a concept album, but he didn't really get into like the layers of what he meant. Um, Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, you you didn't like that he did that? I like to, tell me. I don't like I don't like to be told. So I can see why you would want to be told, because then you can listen with more like um with more intent. Like you can get the story off the rip. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't tell me, I can kind of form my own story and see if that's what you mean when I see the interviews later and shit. Cause we didn't cause if you take it back to like Kendrick, right? Like um Good Kid Mad City, he didn't really tell you what kind of story that was when it came out. The name but see, I I I I'll push back. Yeah, it was kind of like pushed out there. It was kind of like obvious. Um, damn, I'll say kind of didn't tell you that. Yeah, like you just it was the name was just damn, you know. But like, um, we we by the time we got damn, we knew that Kendrick makes conceptual albums. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, I I'm just one of those guys who I like conceptual albums. Like, I even like I even like a Logic album because of that. 
Which Logic album? Oh, the um, what's the Bobby one? Bobby Torino? Yeah, Ten, yeah. Where he's on the um spaceship. Spaceship. Yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that project mm-hmm. because of that reason. That's a good project. Um, you know, just tell me. So then, like, you know, I don't walk away saying what the fuck. Because sometimes some artists are kind of like out there, bro. Yeah. They're spacey. I'm not a spacey dude, so very level-headed. So I, sometimes things go over my head. I feel that. Um, so the project is 22 songs. At any point while listening, did you feel like it, it was like too long? Yeah, 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 I did. Even though the, the, the tracks are short. Yeah. Like they're not long tracks, but like I, I kind of like did get fatigued listening to this project because... um. It there was there really wasn't like a change up um until the Saucy Santana song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the Saucy Santana there's a few moments in this where I feel like he's trying to appease that trap crowd. So like the Saucy T- Santana song, the song with NLE Chopper, um Salty, which is really good. Um and then you got like some um you got some Afrobeats influence on here with Almina with um with Tay Awar. That one is really good. He got um that track that he got with Rich the Kid, which was actually a single. Be on top. Be on top. That shit is like the bop to that is crazy. Even the video. Um, so I think he tries to appease different people because he knows what's like current. Um, but then he worked into like doing shit that he liked too. So I think I think it gave it a good balance. Is there any like standouts on here for you? Mm. Well, I like how like uh Pit Stop flows into Thug Tear. Yeah. Like they like perfectly, like with, off with that trail. Yeah, like yeah. off rip, right? Um obviously Pinot Noir. Um I like what they did with the juvenile flip on paper chaser. Yeah. Like I thought that was really dope. Um Georgetown, I, I wanted it to be a longer song. I did too, actually. I think I wrote that down too. I wanted Georgetown to be longer. What about um and, oh and um Rabbit Rabbit Stew. Yeah. The beat switch on Rabbit Stew was really it's good. Crazy. Yeah. That that beat switch is crazy. I think I wrote that down too. Um what did I write here? Oh yeah, like yeah, he has some vocal flex on there. I'd rather love you on a low than love you when the whole world knows. Instrumental build up was crazy. Um oh middle passage. So you've heard Snoop tell this story before, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's told the story a few times. I think the way that he used it on this album and for the listeners, um, I'm talking about Snoop telling the story about how him and his wife were like really getting into an argument back then or arguing a lot back in the day. And um, she was still his girlfriend at the time. And Tupac is the one that told him like, yo, fuck what they're talking about because his friends was telling him like, yo, leave, leave that girl, whatever. And Tupac was like, yo, fuck what they talking about. Marry that girl. Like, she loves you. She's loyal, blah, blah, blah. So he ended up marrying her. And then, you know, they're still together to this day. Right. And then boss lady. That, yeah, boss lady. And then he used that to transition into the next song, which is uh, Still Your Man, which uses the um, um Carl Thomas, right? Yeah, Carl Thomas. Yeah. I wish I never met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses that. And it's so fucking smooth because, like, on this album, the way that IDK kind of flows into his singing pocket is like, it's not overbearing, it's not too much. It's like just what the track needs, in my opinion. It, was that a standout for you? It was. It was cool that he did that. I was hoping that it was a Snoop like feature, and I was like, oh. Hey, yeah, he just used Snoop for that yeah. story. 
Um, that was cool. Snoop to declare that for him and everything like that. I also uh, thought it was funny because it's just like, damn, like, I'm pretty sure his wife remember all the homies that said, fuck her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those homies still around? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, she probably made that call like, yo, nah. Yeah, like, nah. She boss lady fuck Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, elsewhere on this album, you got Tella Kalur, which is uh, track 14. The fucking, the flow on this is incredible. He touches a little bit on his story. And if you listen to IDK up until this point, you're familiar with his story a little where, um, you know, he went to jail. Um, his mom passed away up until his mom. Was, she was a single mother up until a certain point. No, sorry. So his mom passed away. He never met his dad. His mom passed away. She died of AIDS um, and which she contracted from his stepfather. Mm-hmm. And he didn't meet his dad until his mom died when he was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talks about that a little bit on this album. Um, and I think it's one of those really heartbreaking stories. And um, it's really unfortunate. It's just something that I guess it's a really unique story because I've never heard no shit like that. Like I've never heard not like we've heard your typical rap stories, right? Like, they don't Oh, in rap? Tragic. I was yeah. about to say, I, I've heard stories like that. Yeah. But I've and never, in like, from, a, like, a rapper. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm pretty sure, like, they, they maybe it didn't happen directly to those rappers, but, like, in their communities and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But for him to experience that and then, like, have to, like... I wonder how hard it is for him to tell that story over and over again. Because once you tell it, like, when they send out depressors and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure he has to tell that story over and over again. And and it's obviously not easy. Yeah. So something like that for me, like, I'll be like, damn, like, do I want to tell this story? This story. Because I'm going to have to tell the story and then maybe possibly get insensitive questions. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Like that for him to do that, like I'm like, damn, like he's probably numb to it by now. But like I just, I, that's something I would hold close to the chest. I would think it's probably therapeutic for him to like to share it at this point. You know, mm-hmm. um, but performing it must be a whole nother beast. Um, and there's certain artists that have like really unique stories, not nearly as tragic, but just like unique stories, and they wait until like later on in their careers to even share it. Like, yeah. like um. What's a rapper story? Like Kendrick, Kendrick on Damn, when he talks about, um, I think it's Duckworth, right? What are you talking about, his dad? When he talks about um, how he almost got shot, but then... Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Right? And um, waiting till your third album. Right, yeah. And I'm not a skilled rapper, but like that's some shit that I would have put like on my first mixtape. But waiting till your third album to even, fit, to even share some shit like that is insane. Yeah, Kendrick. Kendrick just got Kendrick got shit like in the tuck. I feel yeah. like Kendrick. I feel like Kendrick probably like was addicted to crack at one point, and like he's gonna tell us about it sooner or later. Like he just be coming like telling us shit. Like we just be like, like yeah, what? by the way, yeah. Like by the way, I was addicted to crack when I was nineteen. <laughs> like, yeah, and I beat it. Yeah. Remember, remember how big of a deal it was that um that Fifty revealed that his mom was a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, that was like a big deal because. You know, fifty blew up in '03, but it wasn't until like '05 we heard that story. Right. Yeah. Um, and people yeah. still saying Supreme is real dad. I don't think I've heard that. You never heard that story? Nah, that's crazy. It started after the Get Rich or Die Trying movie. Um, but yeah, it's insinuated that Supreme is his real father, and like people still talk about it till this day, because like. Every like where they live at in Queens, everybody knows everybody. So they're like, "Yo, like, all right, your mom was outside, but like, she wasn't that outside." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. 
So, like, there's some people that say that, like, 50 Cent is Supreme Son, but, you know, 50 Cent, like, you know, says that, like, he knows who his father is. They mm-hmm. just didn't have a relationship. But, like, nah, a lot of people feel that way. That, and and that's why that's why 50's hatred for him is so deep. Yeah, he won't let up. He won't let up off that. I get it. Oh yeah, and his son. And he his, hates his own son. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He hate yeah. Well, no, let me take that back. He doesn't hate his own son. He just looks at it like you a man now, so you're on your own, so you gotta handle shit like in it's a man's world. Hardly shit to him though online. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they could ever. They'll fix it, man. Fifty toes like that to everybody. I hope they do. Um, elsewhere on this project, we have like a, we have a Benny the Butcher feature. Um, yes, which, which was a surprise. Really yeah, because it's not. This is not the type of bag that we hear Benny in ever. at all. And it's funny because I went and I didn't look at the track list. I just listened to it. So like when you sent the link, I just started listening to it then. And I was like, oh shit, the Butcher King. Yeah. The Butcher coming. Yeah. And he, none he of showed that, up. He, he, he pause. Didn't have none of that. He didn't have none of pause, that. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> pause. The Butcher the butcher came. Pause. Got yeah. it. I'm a nigga. Um, but it was a solid, solid song. Um, and then that one leads into Superwoman, um, which features music soul child. Now, Superwoman is one of my favorite Stevie Wonder songs. So when I was listening to this for the first time, I was like, is this nigga just redoing a Stevie Wonder? So I had to go look like, yo, he really did this. And I don't hate it. I actually like it. He re he um he did a cover of this Stevie Wonder song of the same name um and did it justice. Like I, I actually fuck with it. And Music Soul Child showed up too. And then and then we we go into Freetown. Freetown is the closing of this project. You know what Freetown is? What's Freetown? Freetown is in, is it Liberia? No, not Liberia. Is it, I think it's Sierra Leone. Hmm. Oh, no, I'll tell you right now. It's the capital of Sierra, Sierra Leone. Oh, okay. I, didn't so, know I learned, I, all right, so I, I got a story, guys. So uh, remember Dakin from Levi's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we had a coworker. His name was Dakin. He's from Sierra Leone. So when I first met him, he looked at me and he was like, "Dude, he was like, um, I feel like I know you." And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right." And he was like, "Well, no, let me explain to you why." And I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Because in Sierra Leone, you know, there's a lot of there's a there's a, a place called called Freetown, mm-hmm. where when a lot of the, a lot of slaves went back." To like when they like when they like uh, there are there's a group of people that went back to Africa, and when they went back to Africa, they moved to Freetown because you know like they were free, like you know because like they were taken from Sierra Leone and brought over here, and some actually made it back. Mm-hmm. And he said that a lot of them, like he was like my my facial features. He said in Africa, you can look at someone through their facial features and tell where they might be from. Like you can you can be like, oh, this person's from Ghana, this person's from Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. this person, you know, so. He told me that, and I was like, "Yo, I was like, I've never, I've never, I never knew that story." He was like, "Yes," he said, "Like, there's people that actually made it back." He was like, "There's some people that like, uh, there's you know, certain slave owners like you know, after certain people worked off whatever they had to work off, whatever like that, like early, like just let them go back." Mm And there are some that went back to Sierra Leone, and that's like how, like, uh, I don't know if it had a, the capital city had a different name or something like that, but yeah, that's why it's called Freetown. 
Interesting. And it was just like a really cool story. So when I listened to it, I was like, okay, so this is instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like what it sounds like or like or just trying to give you a feeling of the sound or whatever like that. But it always intrigued me because it's like I did my twenty three and me and I do have um I, I'm mainly Nigerian, like Nigerian as fuck, but I do have some Sierra Leone, like, you know, uh in here somewhere. Um I'm sorry, Reza. I don't know. You don't know what's weird? So my mom has Cameroonian lineage mm-hmm. in her twenty three and me, but I don't. That's interesting. That's crazy. How many you know what percentage? I gotta look at it again. Like my mom, like, and I was like, "How does that work? Like, how does that? How does that?" And it was like, you know, sometimes you get certain bars off the DNA. Like, it's, it's a combination of shit. But it's like, yeah, like my mom, like, so I like, I, I, and I would assume it's from my mom's father's side mm-hmm. versus like I'm like, cause I'm like, nah, my mom's mother's side, like, nah, they Nigerian as fuck, like <laughs> South Carolina. But yeah, nah, um, it was pretty interesting to me to like him say that though. He was like, uh. This this part of my face right here is like a very like uh prominent facial feature in Sierra Leone. For them to point that out, like I feel like I know you. That's crazy. Yeah, like he like he did it like in his own way. I was just like, all right, don't be weird, bro. <laughs> like she be like, she what, what what we doing here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he definitely did talk like he the fucking crocodile hunter. He did. He yeah, did. he did. He did. Yeah. I hope he's good, man. I haven't spoken to him. No. I'm going to reach out to Dakin. Dakin was solid, man. Yeah, he was a cool dude. Um, okay, so overall, we have picked out some highlights on here. Are there any low points on here for you? No. It, this It's not low points, but I'll, I'll explain it in my verdict. Okay. We can get to the verdict if you like. All right. So I give it a three out of five waffles. Um, the album... Is very long, longer than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. One and two, I didn't really learn much about him okay. that I didn't already know when I thought he was just JIDK. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like, obviously, musically, like the production mm-hmm. grew a lot, mm-hmm. but the content I didn't really get much. And maybe he's saving that for another project, maybe because this was his first major project, mm-hmm. he was just putting it out there. But that's why I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is this is a good, like, it's far from bad. Yeah, it's nowhere. It's nowhere in there. But I was like, all right, this is a good album. This is just like um, it's a good listen. I don't feel like if I told anybody to listen to this, they would say it sucks. Right, right. I, I feel confident suggesting this album to other people. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't something that like I was like crazy about. Um. Okay, that's a fair assessment. I think for me, I I would give this a three and a half out of five. Um, I really like it a lot, and the growth of JID as a person. Um, if anyone needed an introduction to him as an artist, I would probably suggest you see for yourself because it's more of a well-rounded project. That one came right before this one in, um, I want to say, 2021. Um, but from this project, I will kind of echo what you said. Like, you don't learn much about him, but the sweet spot is um, if you listen to him as an artist before this, then you kind of already know a bulk of his story. I think this kind of just shows his um, his range as a creative um his range as a producer as a storyteller like you get a lot of that here we're also like really good bops and um and a and a great concept album like to say the least i think i'm interested to see what he comes out with next i love the um, merch from this shoot yeah he came out with some dope merch for this um and also like he came out with a project after the no 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 the one that he came out before this was a uh, simple with Kate Renata and I've mm-hmm. been and I've talked about that before 
Um, that was right before I honestly never mind, but it was a dance project. It was maybe like eight songs straight to the point and it was solid. Um, and I think, and I like when he does little pockets like that, like he'll come out with something super creative and then kind of just move on from it and get into something else. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm, he's an exciting artist. Um, he is exciting. That's another thing. Seeing him live and I'm pretty sure seeing him perform these songs live will give you a different feeling of listening to it. Um, and I've, so ladies and gentlemen, most times I listen to music for this show. So I just recently started like listening to albums on my own just cause. And I've been having a really good fucking time, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think I'm kinda like, you know, um rediscovering some things about myself. So I just wanted to say that. I just want to let y'all know, just give y'all an update. Before I was only listening to the music that we had to listen to for these for these episodes. Mm-hmm. And I just started listening to music on my own, just cause. Yeah. Just, just, just That's listening cool. to albums and shit like that, and and me knowing that, that about about him, um, I would say I kind of use that as a cheat code when we have projects that, like, I can't, I can't just recommend an album to Tori and just to listen to off, just cause. So if I want to do the album, or I want him to just listen to it, I'm gonna say, all right, we gonna do this. But, um, for the show, should never told me that, and that's and that's how I get it. That's how that's how that's how we get a level playing field here. But um, start saying no. I will recommend. <laughs> I will recommend that you guys listen to this project though. Um, it's a it's a really solid effort from from IDK. Um, he's already laid a lot out there, and he technically his tenth project, but it's his fourth album. But it's a good listen. It's long, but you know you want. Hey to yo. <laughs> you got that one. It's a long project, but yeah. it won't really feel like it's a long project because all the songs are so weaved in together. Cameron and Mace have ruined us. <laughs> <laughs> all the songs are so weaved in together um, that um, it just feels like a very solid, like, intertwined project. Um, so I recommend it. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Tori and B. And we're out of here. Catch you next time. <laughs> Dun dun.